Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Hecate Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Fenning, and I have a special guest here, a good friend uh, and thought leader in the world of yoga therapy, Amy Wheeler. Welcome, Amy. Thank you for having me, Alyssa. It's my honor to be here. Well, I'm so excited for our discussion. I love talking to you. We've recorded podcasts in the past, and um, and today we're going to talk about balancing the nervous system, especially as a female entrepreneur, because a lot of times we're juggling more than just running our business, and especially if we work from home like we both do. Um, so I'd love for you kind of to introduce the concept, and before that, talk a little bit more about what you do. Sure, sure. So I train yoga teachers, yoga therapists, do post-grad work with both. Um, And as a part of our programs, we have building your business modules. And it is during those modules that I really get to see what's happening with people, and especially with respect to their nervous system. Because when you're studying to be a yoga teacher or yoga therapist, you know, it's a lot of great yoga philosophy and you're soaking it in and you're feeling good and you're in the bliss bubble. But then when you have to step out into the world and show us who you are and let your light shine and work through uh, the lack of confidence, the obstacles, the, the difficulties that inevitably come with building a business, that's when we really see people's nervous systems for, for what it really is and how healthy it is or is not. Yeah, it's a lot to step out into the world as yourself is very vulnerable. And um, I'm glad you're seeing that. And like, this is a really great topic to talk about because I don't think it gets addressed. We think of, oh, maybe nervous system anxiety because it's our business or we're juggling a lot, but actually stepping into who we are and bringing our wisdom into the world and how that affects. So do you want to start with kind of the basics of so everybody understands? Because sometimes people don't even realize their nervous system is out of balance. I would say most of us, including myself for decades, didn't understand what was really going on. I knew I felt fatigue. I knew I felt bloated. I knew I had maybe put on weight. I knew that my mind was not working the way it used to. Maybe I had foggy brain. I I wanted more sleep. Um, you know, I knew all these things were happening, but I kind of just thought, oh, maybe this is perimenopause or hormones or something. And I don't think most of us women entrepreneurs realize how connected your nervous system is to your hormones, is to your gut, is to your brain, is to your energy levels and moods. Um, so basically what's happening in our nervous system is we have the parasympathetic, which is kind of the rest and digest and relaxation response. And we have the sympathetic nervous system, which is kind of the, the fight, flight, or freeze And ideally in a healthy nervous system, you're supposed to be able to go in between those two regularly, like multiple times a day. I call it cycle your nervous system. So you give a talk, you go up and then you go for a walk or have some food and come down and then you go back up and do some stuff and then you come back down. And really that cycling of the nervous system is a healthy nervous system. But for most of us, we go up, we don't come down, not even for eight or 10 hours Then we lie in bed at night, completely wide awake, as if we're buzzing, you know, plugged into a light socket, can't figure out why we can't sleep. And it's because our nervous system can no longer cycle in and out of rest and digest and fight or flight. 
but instead it's just stuck and sympathetic. Yeah. And I've, I've experienced this too. And I have to do things on a regular basis. Like I just did your 12 days of yoga nidra, uh, which is something that we can link to um, in the show notes uh, because that can help regulate and reset. It, it's, it's so important. We need practices like yoga therapy to help us balance our nervous system because we go, okay, why can't I sleep? Well, I'm so wired. I need to take this pill or I need to do this. And it's actually, no, like there are alternatives out there. And the root cause is getting that nervous system reset. And I, 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 like I said, I'm really glad we're having this conversation. When you proposed it to me, I thought this, this is exactly what we need to be talking about because I've also been told, Oh, it's this or that. And, you know, um, and then I had some issues last year with, Oh, you might be going through perimenopause. And I was like, maybe, but it doesn't seem like that's what it is. And it was really just juggling a lot of stuff. And we had also made a big move too. And it was affecting my menstrual cycle and everything. And it was like, no, I need to get my nervous system back in check up for a minute you know we have all these things that seem unrelated my brain fog my gut my sleep my anxiety levels they seem like oh i need a pill for this and i need something for that and maybe if i but they're all connected through your nervous system so if you learn to relax your nervous system like a free program like the 12 days of yoga nidra that we offer just do one yoga nidra every day for 12 days those that nervous system um, regulation impacts all those other systems. So you get so much bang for your buck. And, and I know you're going to deep go deep into that and talk about the vagus nerve and polyvagal theory. M- many of us can relate. You may even be like sleeping through the night, but you are not actually sleeping because your nervous system is still wired. And I know this has been my case. I had a, a friend who he's a chiropractor, but I met him through Tango and he was like, you're sleeping, but you're not sleeping, aren't you? (laughs) And I'm like, yes. And I know this. Um, and, and so I started adding some more Ayurvedic things as well to my life, which I know you integrate into your yoga therapy training as well. So, um, I'd love for you to talk about the vagus nerve polyvagal theory and, and really explain, yeah, why is this the nervous system, the root that connects all of these other things. This science is so hot right now. I'm giving a talk later today on the vagus nerve and polyvagal theory with Stephen Porges and Marlisa Sullivan, and 600 people have registered. So this is like the, the next big thing, right, that everybody's starting to figure out. We have this really large nerve in our body that comes out of the cranium, goes all the way down through your body. Vagus means wandering. So it wanders through your entire system into almost every major organ of your body. So what that means is the vagus nerve is starting in your head, coming down, branching out into all the major organs. But the really fascinating part about the vagus nerve is that 80% of the information that travels up or down from body to mind or from mind to body, 80% is your organs telling your brain what's going on down here. So it's really embodied mental health care, right? That this vagus nerve is saying, um, down here, we're not doing so good. This lady's anxious. She didn't get enough sleep. I think her nervous system is stuck and sympathetic. You know, it's telling your mind or your brain 
all the information about how your body's feeling. And so that's that's new science because I think until recently, most people thought that your brain was controlling your body. But really what we're understanding is through your vagus nerve, your body is actually telling your mind everything that it needs to know. Yeah, I, I think that's a, an important discovery, if, if you will, um, because in... In Chinese medicine, I mean, it's been known for a long time that the organs really speak. Um, and and so it's really important. And, and to know that it's all interconnected because traditionally in the Western medical system, you know, it is systems treated by systems and for symptoms and that sort of stuff. And with yogic philosophy, we look at this integration and we love when science backs it up like bringing this together. Um, I'd love for you to discuss, you know, like, especially the, the challenges that female entrepreneurs face, and especially with everything we're juggling, and even some of the, you know, some of the things that we both, I'm happy to share, you know, personally, too, that we, you know, like, we're, we're like multitasking, and, um, and it's really important to really understand and focus on stimulating the vagus nerve so that our organs can be relaxed and that sort of stuff. I'd love for you to share even, you know, personal things if you're open to it uh, or stories you've heard, because you work with this all the time and you're an expert. Uh, you're going to be talking about it later. Um, so love for you to share, Amy. So we have about 30 people in our Building Your Yoga Business program this year, and I see the same things every single year, that people don't understand what it means to be an entrepreneur, and that unless you're independently wealthy, you are the jack of all trades doing everything. You are doing the planning, the coordinating, the scheduling, the editing, the social media, the marketing, the teaching, the evaluations, the revamp the program, let's try again. I mean, it is overwhelming. You could work 23 hours a day. You really could. And so I think it's really a shock to most entrepreneurs. Of course, we want the freedom. Of course, we want to be our own boss. We want to make our own schedule. But you can work really hard and there's a super steep learning curve. I would say the first two years of building your own business oftentimes aren't that profitable. Then there comes a point where you've got the life you desire, you've got the flexibility, you are your own boss, you're making good money, life is good. But that that first couple of years can be really, really tough. And that's when I see most of us getting really out of balance and getting stuck in the sympathetic and not able to get back down into the parasympathetic or do that cycling that I was talking about. So it's interesting that we're training yoga teachers and yoga therapists to run a business, which then gets them out of balance and they, you know, their vagus nerve uh, is not working properly. They have low vagal tone. And then I have to remind them, hey, guys, building a business is just another form of yoga. All the things that we do to keep ourselves in balance in life, let's do them now. Let's create some yoga nidra um, tapes for business. Let's create yoga nidra tapes to help us wind down from the day 
and let go of all the worries of being an entrepreneur and then play that. I, I even have yoga nidras I've made for myself that I call like morning mindset where, you know, I'm in bed at five o'clock in the morning and it's my voice talking very softly to me about how I'm going to go through my day with balance, hydrating properly, um, getting up off, out of my desk, taking care of myself, walking around the block, um, you know, making sure I stop for lunch, like just kind of setting my mind up for the day of how this day is going to go and how I'm going to stay balanced throughout the day. So I have all these different yoga nidra tapes that I use to help me kind of stay in balance. So that's just one example. Yeah, no, I think that's important because when I owned my yoga studio and wellness center and, and you know, had teachers working for me, um, as well as trained teachers too, uh, a lot of times, and you may notice this too, like you'll get trained in all these practices and then want to share it with the world and then not do them yourself anymore because of sometimes just lack of time, not because you think you don't have to. And, and that is one of the biggest things that I, I notice is that we have to keep our self-care practices. We have to keep doing them. Um, what are, you know, obviously you mentioned one example. Like for me, I, I do the same thing. I was actually just thinking yesterday because I have recordings of meditations in my voice and there's a bone breathing medica meditation. It's more based in Qigong, but it's very similar to Yoga Nidra. And because uh, I have other yoga nidras as well, but it's one where I, I kind of like relax the bones and I love listening to that because we, we all need it. And just like why I did your 12 days of yoga nidra, because I'm like, oh, let's just do this. This will make me do it every night, like a little challenge sort of stuff. Um, it's, it's really important. All right. So what are um, strategies that you recommend like for better nervous system regulation? Well, it may sound strange. I'm going to back up away from the yoga tools and just talk about lifestyle management. And that is to get up at the same hour every day, eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the same time every day, make sure I get movement every day. All of that matters. I uh, make sure I get sunshine in my eyes early in the morning. And when I look at my calendar, I'm a very busy person, but I will not schedule more than three to four things per day full stop. And because I still have to do emails, I still have a lot of other stuff to do. So I can't be packing my days eight hours full. It's just not going to work. So just making sure that I regulate my calendar and put my self-care in my calendar. So all of that keeps me kind of on a schedule. That's probably the biggest thing. And then what I do within those slots, um, I wake up very, very early in the morning. And first thing I do is some of these yoga nidras. Um, then I do a lot of lymph work. I don't know if um, your listeners probably don't know this, but I had cancer uh, last year and I'm re fully recovered. But now I'm very interested in doing lymph work. And it's just a massage like on your collarbones, your neck, your jaw, your heart space, your ab abdominal area, the crease of your thighs, you know, those types of places. And the really cool thing about that lymph gland work is those are the same spots that you massage to get your vagus nerve turned on. So first thing in the morning, I am in bed giving myself this very gentle massage kind of from my, my neck on down to, you know, 
uh, my crease of my thighs and I'm getting two things for one. I'm getting the lymph, I'm getting the vagus nerve turning on and I'm connecting with myself. I'm connecting with my body. Yeah. You know, are you, are you sharing like this lymph massage that you do, like in, in some of what you're teaching, like, or on your Monday night, um, yoga therapy sessions, are you talking about this? About that. It's interesting. Uh, starting in October, November, I have, uh, these Monday night yoga therapy clinics. We do them every month and every month has a theme. So in October, the theme is, creating daily lifestyle habits, exactly what we're talking about right now. And so I think I will be sharing that like, okay, you wake up in the morning, you turn on your yoga nidra, you do this little massage, and then you get out of bed. And it is just the most pleasant way to start your day. If you're somebody who wakes up with anxiety, I cannot tell you how lovely that is to start the day that way. So yeah, in our October and November um, Monday night yoga therapy clinics with Optimal State, we'll, we'll be sharing some of this. Great. No, I think that's really good. I do um, energy, energy gate work, like kind of self-massage, but the lymph is really important. For one, you said that it's off the same places to help stimulate your vagus nerve, which I think is really important. Why ask if you're sharing that? So we'll make sure the link to your Monday nights are in the show notes as well, um, because that's a way to do like there's tons of yoga out there, but yoga therapy is, and especially a chance to do it with you is a whole nother level of, of really taking care of yourself and with your expansive wisdom and knowledge. I think that's amazing. So thank you for sharing that. And I'll, I want to get the word out for that for people because it is so helpful. Like, and, and the thing about yoga as a therapy, because there's so, you know, misnomers because in the mainstream, you see everybody and you know, yoga pants and sports bras and that sort of stuff. And, and it's like yoga can be very simple and so profound and effective. Yeah. And, and when we pair it with the self-touch, which we all need, um, and especially to stimulate our vagus nerve, I think that's just something beautiful to share with people. And I, I want to add this in. I think it's really important for women. I have a thing about the size of my belly and it's the one area of my body that I just kind of look down on. I kind of shame myself. Oh, why are you so big? Cause I don't mind curves. I just feel like my belly shouldn't be that big. So this morning self massage of my abdomen, I say to myself, I love you. Thank you for working so well for me. Like I'm befriending my body. I think, I think that's so important. Um, I do the same thing. You know, I sing this song, I sing a whole series of songs at night to my daughter. <laughs> and one of them, a friend shared at her birth blessing, and I it made me cry, so I sing it to her. And it's a song where, I won't sing it right now, <laughs> but it's like, I behold you, uh, my beautiful one, or something like that. And then um, let my love wash over you, let my love watch over you. And I'll sing it, and then she's usually asleep, because it's like one of the last songs. And then I sing it to myself. Mm. Um, and I, I know, and I will, I've been lately uh, working with my mother's mother's line if her lineage repair and, and singing it to them as they heal. But, um, but like I make sure I sing it to myself. And one of the practices I've learned through also Qigong is to look in the mirror and smile from the heart at yourself too. Mm. And it's, it's a kind of a challenging practice. So I think anything where we connect, yeah, same thing. After I had my daughter, I had this belly. Like, 
And, and the same thing here. And I get abdominal massage, but there's a lot of women, especially who just don't even want anyone to touch them. They don't want to touch themselves, you know, like, so to get into the habit of that, and especially when you explain the science behind it too, of like, you're, there's like all these levels, these levels of love for yourself, the energetic level, um, as well as you're stimulating your vagus nerve, you're moving your lymph, which is really important. And, and it is all amazing. And I wanted to mention the, the whole, like you talk about lifestyle engineering and what you teach in, cause you teach yoga therapy, but you have all kinds of things that you share. Um, but you have a school for yoga therapists and you teach about lifestyle engineering. And I think it's really, really important because I do the same things because especially being trained as a yoga therapist in Ayurveda, I get up earlier. Um, and I try to get up for my daughter. <laughs> she always seems to wake up with me, but, um, and then, you know, you're more awake, because if, if anybody listening knows, like if you sleep and sleep in and then you're groggy and that sort of stuff, like, and I make sure that I'm actually eating my meals and not multitasking and those sort of things. And I don't turn on my phone until like 830 in the morning um, it, because I want to be present with my daughter. I, okay, there are times when I do, but um, turn it on earlier because I know I need to check something. But most of the time, um, I'm present with my daughter in the mornings, and then I try to turn it off at night. So, like, all of these lifestyle things, I think, really important. You know, most of this is common sense. We probably don't need to pay for someone to tell us because it is common sense. But we need to pay someone to tell us. Like, I, I even need to have people tell me, okay, Amy, stop that. You know that you're teaching this, you know better, right? Just like the the phone in the morning. So I think we all need a hand to hold on to and to help us um, stay disciplined and commit to ourselves. You know, I always tell people, I'm helping you stay accountable to what you told me you wanted for you. I don't have a skin in your game. I mean, I love you, but other than that, if you decide to go off and do things that aren't supporting your health and happiness that that is for you to figure out. But I'm here to love you enough to remind you and tell you like, look, you said you wanted this. Do you still want this? Are you changing directions? How can I support you? Are there resources you need? Do you just need to cry? That's a lot of what I do both in the business course and in as a yoga therapist. I do the same. It's like being a guide in a mirror. Um, you know, and, and I think that's important to know because I know you are great at holding space and nurturing and being that guide within your courses and, and, and for all of your students, because I I've always told people like when it comes to, we all, we do, we all need accountability. I have people who help me or reach, you know, that I talk to as well. We all need each other. And it's really important, though, that people are holding space and guiding and keeping us accountable and not like controlling or telling us exactly what we need to do. Because there is a difference having had a, a yoga studio and wellness center and uh, lots of different practitioners working for me. I saw the difference. And when you're searching for someone to 
care for you, to study yoga therapy with, you know, that sort of thing, um, to coach you in different ways, making sure that they hold sacred space and it's, it feels like a safe space for you, I think is really important. And I always like to share that, having witnessed that in various degrees. And I think until you've had that done for you, like it sounds so cliche, oh, she held space for me. But when somebody is really good at giving empathy and being present and helping you get clarity about you, I don't care what level you're at, it feels good. It feels like, wow, I was heard. I was seen. This person understood. They helped me get through the the mud and the muck and figure out, okay, where am I going? What decision do I need to make? Am I committed to this or was this just a fling thing? You know, it's profound, this, this idea of human connection. And, you know, that goes back to polyvagal theory. It's all about social connection and safety in relationships. That's what it boils down to. That's what your nervous system wants is safety. You no, know, I'd love for you to talk more about that. And I'll get the reason why, and I'll give you my anecdotal experience. This is what, one of the reasons I danced tango. It, it's actually not exactly why I went to dance tango, but it's, I realize what it does for me. And, um, and I'm like, cause I've, you know, done, I still do tons of practices that I can do by myself. Um, and yoga, Pilates, Qigong, you know, all of these things that I, I mix up depending what I feel like I need. Cause I've been practicing for a long time. So I kind of listen, what do I need now? And have regular self-care practices like the lifestyle management. But I started to uh, dance in tango because I love to dance. Mm-hmm. But what I realized was that <laughs> I, laugh, uh, my, I laugh kind of because I'm like, I have private tango lessons and it sort of started just by chance, like, okay. And, and I didn't like seek them out. I was going to group classes, but what I was, I'm learning how to dance in a close embrace where you're sort of like this, not individuals dancing around each other. And to allow myself to be held it's a whole other level, like we're working on this. And I mean, I am letting myself, but I still resist on some level. And my teacher's like, why won't you completely let me hold you? And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> and then we took a video and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm still like, I can see what I'm doing. And which that helps, you know, then kind of bring it back, mind, body, and we'll pra- continue to practice. But it was like, I, f- I, I kind of like yoga teaches you how to create a relationship with yourself. But tango teaches you how to create a relationship with yourself in relation to another person. That's what I framed it as. And, and it was like, oh, wow. But the whole connecting, especially with the talking about the vagus nerve, because I'd love for you to explain more, but I needed to share this very funny story uh, first, is that like in tango, you connect from the heart and you follow and allow someone to lead you from the heart. It's not in the mind. And, and that's all, you know, that's a whole thing. And I know that relates all to the vagus nerve. So that's why I wanted to share that, but I'd love for you to talk about that more because especially having gone through three years of a lot of isolation, pandemic, uh, rumors of more lockdowns and that sort of stuff. It's really important to talk about this, this need for connection. Well, Stephen Porges, the way that he discovered this polyvagal theory so many decades ago, 
with his wife, they were looking at little teeny babies and the connection babies had to their mothers and what it looked like was happening between the mother's nervous system and the baby's nervous system. And they came up with this theory that that this connection, the co-regulation between the mother and the baby, there was something going on there. And that maybe one, probably the mother's nervous system was influencing the baby's nervous system for better or for worse. And so three or four decades later, I don't know how long he's been doing this. It's a really long time. He's done tons of research on this and shown that as the vagus nerve comes and innervates into the different organs, there's certain organs that are above the diaphragm and there's certain organs that are below the diaphragm. So as the vagus nerve innervates the uh, organs above the diaphragm, which is going to be like your heart, your lungs, your your face, your smile, your the creases of your eyes, like all the, the things that you use to socially engage and let other people know, hey, I'm safe. Are you safe? <laughs> Let's be safe together. All that is above the diaphragm. So we call that the ventral vagal system or the social engagement system. Everything below the diaphragm, your intestines, your legs, your ovaries, your uterus, your everything down there is what we call the um, dorsal vagal. It's the, the lower part. And usually when we get into super, super sympathetic, not just fighting, not fleeing, but freezing, meaning, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I have no safety on any layer of my being. Your legs go numb. They feel hollow. You can't run. You can't get away. You are like a frozen animal, you know, wide-eyed looking at your, your predator. All of that happens below the diaphragm. So the way that we socially engage and become safe is we work with that connection of the heart space, like you say in tango. It's of the heart. It's you hearing your partner's breath. It's you looking in their eyes. It's you leaning into them like that mother and that child. You're relearning how to socially engage. And most of us have not learned it from our mother we never learned it from anybody. We don't know how to follow. We don't know how to be held. We don't know how to feel safe in a relationship. So tango is the perfect way to basically learn that as an adult woman. It's beautiful. Yeah, highly recommend it. And there's tango therapy out there. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I'm having therapy just from a private les lesson, but like there it will think tango therapy exists because we less and less have those connections. And it's why, you know, if anybody's ever done that, you know, I, I, I've seen it in a lot of workshops and maybe you teach it, like where you stare at someone's eyes, like, and connect, like how awkward it feels at first. <laughs> and, and we're like, because we're not doing that on a regular basis, but we need it so much. So yes, I mean, Tango is my therapy on some level and why I continued weekly or I continue weekly lessons because that's what I needed. And I didn't realize I needed it until I was just drawn to it because I love dancing. And then I realized my dancing could improve the more that I connected and the more that I regulated, you know, and allowed myself to be held and followed. But, you know, you said something, uh, this conversation, I always think I have these interviews at the right time. I was in a Qigong meditation this morning and something just came up like, 
and I'll probably post it on Instagram like this. I think most, most of our issues are that we want to be held more by our mothers. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, yeah, it can be just held more by anyone, you know, a loving figure, that, that sort of thing. But it was like, so when you talk about that co-regulation and those needs, it really is like if we could just be held more. And so being held by our mothers is not, you know, especially with relationship issues and stuff, is not always possible. Or as adults, like, you know, I have a four-year-old. She asks me to hold her all the time. So that's a whole different because she's tiny. But as she grows, it's not as easy. But tango is an answer. Yoga therapy is an answer. You know, um, I think there are people who professionally, like they're professional huggers, like those those sort of things. But even understanding it, because sometimes we don't want to get close yet, understanding it from the scientific level as well and understanding the polyvagal theory and, and it just brings that into our awareness and is really important. Can I say, Alyssa, by holding your daughter at four years old, as she's asking, you are setting her nervous system up to know how to socially engage and know how to be held. Most of us probably didn't get that. You know, we love our mothers, but a lot of our mothers just weren't capable of that because they weren't held. So I think, you know, just acknowledging that you are the change maker for the generations going forward, that to me, that feels really good. You're setting her nervous system up for success. Yeah. Well, thank you, Amy, for recognizing and saying that. I appreciate that because I try to be aware. And I know like during my pregnancy and postpartum, I was in that freeze state. I had problems with my legs. I went through a lot of trauma, not birth trauma, but with my, uh, with her father. And so like, and because there's more and more research about in utero, what happens in utero, I, I don't try to, I don't usually blame myself, but I can catch myself going, oh, you know, she's, her nervous system's all screwed up because, you know, I, mine was, but because of what I do now does help kind of uh, reset that and, and try to help her and teach her things. She told me the other day, wow. oh, she fell on the bus and was crying and then she breathed. She told me that, and I was like, <laughs> something's working that I'm teaching and sharing <laughs> and that sort of stuff. And you're right, you know, like, I have a wonderful mother, but she was young and didn't know, like, my parents didn't know. So, you know, there's a lot of emotional neglect that happened, but she also didn't have that either. And the more, this is why I love studying ancestral healing she so she was a twin and her brother died at birth as stillborn so can you imagine like i think of can you imagine my grandmother grieving the loss of a baby but also like having a baby and like what my mother didn't probably get so she didn't know how to give either and my mother is very loving and nurturing but these things yeah when we recognize and we start to heal those and we take care of ourselves we can break these cycles and, and witnessing, like this morning, my daughter wakes up. She told me, at first I was like, where's mommy? And I was scared. And then I realized, ah, there she is. And that she literally like did that. And, and I was just like, somehow she's learning to self-regulate. And even though like I'm not perfect, like she, what I'm doing is helping her in some way. And so I think it's good that when we take care of ourselves, we acknowledge 
that we are helping other people like in what you share and all these teachings and techniques and, and uh, lifestyle habits and those things, the knowledge that you share with other people are helping them break cycles and come back to their own. And I would love to hear like any final thoughts you might have, Amy, around all of this that you would like to share. I think the final thought is that this life that we're living is a precious, sacred opportunity to heal our own nervous systems, to learn to connect with one another, be held by one another, heal the ancestral trauma of all the women that have come before us, and possibly if we have children going forward. But even if we don't have biological children, I consider all of my colleagues and our students and our training programs I consider them not a child in terms of a hierarchy, but in terms of let's heal each other's inner child together. Let's all work on regulating our nervous systems to the best we can and then co-regulating together and building a strong community that is supportive and loving and kind and has good boundaries and good communication because all that's important. You can't be compassionate without good boundaries, but it's like almost reprogramming ourselves in a way that we wish we had gotten as children, but we just didn't. So we're going to, we're going to choose our friends. We're going to choose our colleagues and do that work together now. Well, I think what's important is that you talked about building a community and that's what we need. And whether that's a community, you know, of like-minded people, because we're studying yoga therapy together, or like I have a beautiful community here where we have sacred family gatherings and I've never had anything like that before. Um, and we're a mix of expats and Mexicans and, you know, and, and we're having fire ceremonies together and going on pilgrimages and we all need that. And we have to find that. And the fact that you hold space to welcome that in and you've built that for people who are ready to join. And I'd love for you to share, we'll link all your links in the show notes, but I'd love for you to share because uh, I know you have um, some cohorts for the yoga therapy school opening. And I'd love for you to share some of your offerings so people can connect in community with you if this all resonates with them. Wonderful. Well, we have a yoga nidra facilitators course that starts every October and every March. Uh, we have these Monday night yoga therapy clinics with a, a topic for the, the month, um, which I'd love to invite you to. The yoga therapy school is two and a half years long, and it's a beautiful, beautiful life transformation. Um, we have a mobile app to help you regulate your nervous system and your vagus nerve coming out. It, it was supposed to be out this week, and I think it will probably be out by the time we do this podcast. And uh, Alyssa, you helped me develop a brand new, beautiful website based on my heart song and what I want to share with the world. And I think by the time this podcast comes out, it will be uh, up and running, www.theoptimalstate.com. Dot com, And I just want to thank you for helping me bring the beauty of what was inside of me out into a visually stunning and organized uh, way to see all of our offerings. Um, so different than our last website where you just couldn't find anything. So thank you so much for helping us. You're welcome, Amy. And you know, the last conversation we had, you, you know, always rings true to me. Um, where we were talking about, you know, you already had people signed up for the, the, the January cohort. I can't, 
I can't remember. Um, and, and we both were talking just about how when we step into like really embrace who we are and are aligned because we're caring for ourselves, our nervous systems balance and that sort of stuff, we're aligned with the work that we're doing. Um, you know, things just begin to flow even more so. Do you want to kind of share anything about that? Because I thought that yeah. was beautiful. I only see my business grow and I only see really good things happening when my self-care is in order and my vagus nerve is working. It, it's uncanny how when I get depleted, I think energetically, maybe people sense that. It's called neuroception. It's kind of unconscious because people don't sign up. People don't show up. People don't you know, engage as much. And when I'm feeling what I call kind of juicy and excited and hopeful, and people see it on my face all week, people have been like, Amy, you look really good. <laughs> right. That's when I know that I'm taking care of myself and that allows me to share my gifts with the world. But if I'm not taking care of myself, Alyssa, it goes flat every single time. Same. I totally relate to that. And that's why it just stuck in my mind because it just reminded me. Um, Cause I, you know, you know it to be true, but it was just like, yeah, I have to, I need to share that when I'm talking about messaging and stuff like that. Because um, after my, our trip to the ocean, we went to the Riviera Maya, I came back and I just felt so relaxed because it was nice to like have no responsibilities for a week. Um, and that's why I think it's so important to retreat. But I went, I went to Tango and I, you know, I, uh, we always dress nice. And one of my friends who I hadn't seen in a while, he comes um, and we met through Tango, but he just was there hanging out. And he goes, why do you look younger? And I go, I'm going to take that as a beautiful compliment. And, and part of it was because I had let go of some grief I was carrying. Um, and because... I went on retreat too and had a chance to kind of let things go. But it, those things allowed me to help rebalance my nervous system. Um, and when we are, and I could feel the difference in how I dance tango and, and all of these things. And one of the reasons I brought this podcast together, because you know I used to have one and you were on it, um, is because I was thinking about alignment and what do I love talking about? What do I love sharing? And it's like, it's, I love to talk about all these things. I love to interview and talk to you about these things. Um, and so like bringing that into alignment, I think that's important for all of us to realize, especially as entrepreneurs, uh, men or women, it doesn't matter. Um, just knowing that when we come into alignment, when, uh, when we are feeling juicy, like you say, you know, really things do start to flow. Um, and, I'm so grateful to have you on, Amy, and for sharing your wisdom. Any any final uh, additional final thoughts, and um, and we'll close out our our talk. Just that you're all of you listening are worthy of your own self care. Like just because you exist, you deserve to feel good. You deserve that morning massage for the vagus nerve and for the lymph. You deserve to love your belly. You deserve to receive and be held. And don't forget that.